0: Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on irlonestar.com.
1: he's thinking of, him away hey, hey. When I tell him that
2: I'm falling in love What does he say? Hey, hey. Oh, Happy Tuesday! Tuesday morning here! We got Till Tuesday on the radio We're trying to figure out our bumper music I think we already did Ruby Tuesday So we're going to uh smackdown song voices carry from the 80s at some point morning's lone star with dick and skippy he's dick i'm the other one and it is another bright cool day outside so we're gratefully sponsored by conroe coffee for keeping us warm in this cold weather clean sweep office cleaning for cleaning up the mess after the other shows not mentioning any names afternoons with lone star and centurion wealth advisors uh, they'll they'll take care of your money as well as uh, getting a really in depth conversations with you about Star Trek versus Star Wars. So you know I trust them with my money, definitely. So it is Tuesday. Anything going on tonight on TV? Oh yeah, State of the Union. What do you think is going to happen? Think it's going to be a smackdown? Think they're going to be booing and
3: oh, yeah. throwing tomatoes really, at them? I really tomatoes. don't care. You don't care? I, not really. I mean. The thing, is, the thing is, like his speech and stuff. It's already written. Just, I mean, I don't care. Like, <laughs> oh, this is one of those little known. So afterwards, I can just, I'll, I'll be like a social media fan of it. Like, if I just go, oh, was it good? Let me check it out. Yeah, after. like me
2: post Oscars. I don't watch the Oscars. I'll just watch yeah. the, the top ten best and worst next day. Here's a little known fact about the State of the Union: the president actually has to ask permission of Congress to go in and deliver the State of the Union. It's a formality. uh-huh. But wouldn't it be awesome
3: <laughs> if –
2: I'm not saying this particular State of the
3: Union, you but know, it's funny. any State of the I, Union I would not, refuse d- them entry? I mean, given the circumstances, if they were a little different, like say the Democrats kind of owned everything, uh-huh. I bet – I bet I could see if, that happening. If,
2: if I – like after the midterms, if the Democrats take the majority, that would be – I would I – and mean, I don't care who's the president and who's got Congress, either party. That would just be so awesome to have that too. Uh, the ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States request admission. No, <laughs> that would be so cool. I would pay money for that one, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Dick. This is a, you know, it's going to be a 45 minute long, uh, 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 self-love fest. And of course the other side, uh, they've got a Kennedy who's gonna rebut it tonight. The Democrat, uh, uh, response because the response is everything is important. As the uh, uh, speech itself, and I'm trying to remember which Kennedy it is. I heard it on the radio this morning, but he's like the Kennedy's latest rising star, uh, which, which
3: just cracks me up. Because well, I think, do you think people are tired of that kind of stuff?
2: Well, here's the thing: the the the, the current Democratic Party is like really pushing this particular Kennedy because they're going back to the old days when everyone loved the Kennedys. But here's the thing the the Kennedys right now are the epitome of white privilege in the 1%, everything they, they stand against. He's a, he's a white guy, you know, with a bootlegging history in his family. That's how they made their money. Uh, You know, Ted Kennedy killed a woman uh, in Chappaquiddick driving off a bridge drunk and and got away with it. Uh, Multiple affairs, you know, and of course, richer than God, and this is going to be their their golden boy for the party of the dispossessed. So I, I personally find it funny. Uh, that, yeah, I can
3: see it. Uh, so the, being the, funny, that's well,
2: because oh, here's the thing: the, the the message I'm getting is Clinton who? I, I think the the Clinton dynasty we just saw it go
3: away. Well, I man, I don't think really that many people. Maybe some people in power cared about that, but. I think as a well, population. I think, I, I think the Clinton's cared about it. I think of course it is. I think
2: Hillary was expecting to be asked to give the Democratic response.
3: But she's not in the office or anything. So
2: I don't think you have to be. But here's the thing. I don't think she's gonna be on CNN
3: tonight, giving her perspective. I bet she'll do something on the But no one's asked on her Snapchat to. or something well, like that's that. Well,
2: I'm saying it's on her. No no one's asked her to. And so this is I, I, I think this is the beginning of you know, Bye bye is like the the number three person in American Idol or something. The third runner up is it's like just, just go away. So cause,
3: just just
4: go away.
2: Well, here's the thing, and I think a lot of Democrats are di- distancing themselves from her because of the memo that we were talking about earlier this morning. You are no, no, anxious to have this memo. I,
3: I'm over the reason I want it over is because it's all over the place. So I'm getting tired of it. It's 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 the process is too slow. Let's just. I'm surprised no one's leaked it. Me too. Well, the only thing I can think of is, you know, using logic, the reason it hasn't been leaked is there's actually something in it that's incriminating, and whoever gets gets caught leaking it gets more trouble.
2: I absolutely agree with you, and I also think that the, the, the little tidbits that have been coming out are kind of warnings to people, coded warnings about run now, shred this now. Now, apparently last night there was a People's State of the Union Uh, Led by a lot of different organizations, but uh, led by uh, uh, Mark the Ruffalo or Ruffalo, Uh, the Hulk from the Avengers movie. I have no idea. He, you know, he is um, um, unabashedly uh, liberal, and so a lot of celebrities got got together at the. uh, It's called the Town Hall, and it's actually an historic venue that was a meeting spot for suffragettes about ninety years ago. Okay, and so it was hosted by Mark Ruffalo uh, which focused on the, this, the resistance movement. Um, uh, and now, uh, apparently uh, the deplorables have now been, uh, uh, the name for the deplorables, you know, how Hillary Clinton called it, if you voted for Trump, Very oh, yeah. deplorable. Well, now those who voted for Trump are the ugly underbelly of America. So people out there, if you voted for Trump, you are, you are now the ugly underbelly so I mean. and uh, Michael Moore was there. He was very vociferous. I saw a Canadian.
3: Well, yeah. And it's, what's strange to me is people choose to label people in that scenario. Like to me, it's never good to divide any scenario if you're trying to make a public speech about su- persuading or swaying somebody mm-hmm. to do something. So, because basically now what you're choosing to do is you're choosing to rally.
2: Exactly. Your army. Basically, there, there, there's flies and there's or there, was it there's honey and there's poop. You know, the two things that attract flies. And by calling people deplorables or the underbellies or you're racist, you know, feel for Trump, uh, unfriend me now. It's You're absolutely right. There, there's a, uh, a a rally going on because you, you don't give people the out to say, well, I may have voted for him, but I, I don't like it now. But the doors have been closed. Now, in, in fairness, you know, back in the day, like in the 70s and 80s when they You was... can
3: retroactively vote. You didn't know that? Can you? Yeah, you didn't know that. I did not know that. What? <laughs> but uh, uh, in the old days, you know,
2: conservatives, to be called a bleeding heart liberal was like a really bad thing. So, you you know, the other side did that, too. Oh, you're just a bleeding heart liberal. You're a liberal. And that was a bad name back in, uh, back in the day.
3: Yeah, uh, but liberal is now a normal term. So you think deplorable is going to be a normal term for?
2: No, it's, it's going to be laughed off, I think, especially after memos were revealed. I think in another 10 years when— uh, the his when history is revealed, and we see the extent of where the Clintons. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out the word malfeasance. Is is there you know well, when so it can you, be denied? you
3: predict that this this memo will actually give some definition? Yes. To what happened in the past year? Yes, when it comes, I, I think
2: there's a smoking gun. Is in it kind
3: of like touching everything to you? Is it touching like oh the Russia thing? Is it touching oh the campaign involvement or is it is it touching? Uh, the spy thing or
2: I believe it will form a link because th- this is the funny thing there's so much spaghetti that's been thrown on the wall that everybody's just going for it and it sounds so convoluted it it's almost like the plot of lost you know trying to describe lost to someone who's never seen it before the, their eyes glaze over they get lost you- on an island well, yeah,
3: that mysteries but any, abound on the island. There you go. Anything beyond that. Dot people, dot dot.
2: Yeah. Well. Oh, you know, there's a smoke monster and and alternate reality and time travel and. and well, you don't say bears, that. You and, just say
3: there's a mystery on the island. But
2: the more you start to ask questions, the the weirder. Finding people will throw up their hands and say, "Never mind," and, and then and, just watch it, because well, the first season doesn't really have that. Well, see, that's I what I think. What's happened, right? I, and I think that's what's happened with this is that so much is on the wall, and I think. Uh, particularly in the Clinton camp or the DNC camp, they're, they're kind of, oh, my God, what a conspiracy. I, so we did this and we did that. And I think this memo will find a timeline or a link or some kind of smoking gun that says A led to B, led to C, led to D. Because there's so much out there, doesn't make sense. This is just something that, that pop, you know, came to my mind the other day. Uh, we were talking about the, the book Fire and Fury yesterday. And everyone on the left is like, oh, yeah, this is gospel. Well, in this book, the, the, the author says that Trump never wanted to be president. In fact, he was freaking out the night that he, he got elected. He didn't want it. He never took it seriously. And so people are taking this as gospel. Oh, he doesn't deserve to be president because he was freaking out over it. However, if that's the case and he didn't want it and he wasn't pursuing it seriously and he freaked out, why on earth would he collude with them to get the election? It literally does not make sense. They're, they're diametrically opposed. It, it literally well, does I, not make I, sense.
3: It's also really hard to put everyone in into one statement because there's so many different people who hate or and like Trump for different reasons. Oh,
2: absolutely.
3: And I mean, and that's why when we talk about the stuff, you can't refute the idea of the the economy doing well without giving some props to Trump. Now, like it's it's I, I'm well, convinced of it. Now.
2: Right, and we're about to hit February. Paychecks are about to change, and and that's why you know I think it's ramping up. But in regards to what other stuff about, I
3: don't really know too much about. But I feel like you can now start saying something positive mm-hmm. that is, I would say far far outweighs the economics that Obama brought. Yes, and I, I don't think that I'm not saying that because I like one person or the other. I just think it's no, there, now There
2: it's, are numbers we can, we can talk facts, and again, facts. But well, just to you know wrap up what I was saying, you you cannot have it both ways. Either. Trump colluded with the Russians to to rig the election in his favor.
3: I mean I hope he did just so they can shut up about it.
2: Or he was afraid of becoming president and didn't want it. You can't have both. But right now the left is is what I'm really worried about
3: is his kids deciding to be like the Kennedy kind of thing. Never happened. I mean, I really like because to me this is a one time one time shot. Just do there a, change, will be it no Trump a dynasty. change it up a little bit, you know, the system has gone <laughs> on too long the way it's been going. This is a good way to disrupt it. And uh, I think the Trump
2: presidency is going to turn out to be
3: like the Excelsior
2: in the Star Trek universe. Okay. It was a great experiment. It was great for a while. But then, you know, you know, just well, people if, didn't if, like it. it. Well, if
3: anything, it gives us it gives us data and examples of what works, what doesn't work, that was outside the box.
2: For decades, <laughs> weren't we all saying we need a businessman running the White House, you know, run the company? Well, now we have it. So for good or ill or a bit of both, we're getting it. So you're right. Data is now being formed on, okay, this this worked, this didn't, and so we'll, we'll get the next one, which is why I think the Democrats are taking a st- step back if they're putting all the eggs in the Kennedy basket again. That's really going back to the 60s. And 70s and even
3: the 80s. Well, I mean, in the that gives me it gives me an idea of what what people think they vote for. So it's like they'd rather vote for a name than a leader in a mm-hmm. sense. And, I mean, an example would be Trump and Hillary Clinton. Like those two people have been name-based-wise. Hillary's yeah. more of a leader because she's been in politics like her entire life. But it's just – it's funny to see the who won and then see how do we change the game because there's 50 states – we have to figure out why, because the jo- there's a joke on Twitter I liked was the her appearance on the Grammys was longer than her appearance in Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. and I was like, what does that even mean? So I looked it up, and she didn't even visit Wisconsin. Right, so I was like, man, how do you miss a state?
2: She felt she had it. She uh, in eight in 2008 against Obama, and in 16 she she knew she had it. Uh, it was coronation uh, after eight. She was humbled. That's where she took Secretary of State, so she could keep in. And and get the Obama endorsement. And then Obama pretty much didn't endorse her until like the last humanly possible second where he's like, she's nominally qualified to be president. And this was like the day after the, oh, we're not gonna go, you know, she she did these with the server and the emails and it was grossly negligent, but ah, we're not gonna go after her. So she really felt she had
3: it. Yeah.
2: A, lo- a lot of people did. And you, and you saw, you,
3: you can see the memes of everybody breaking
2: down on the media
3: on election. Well, no, then- and I'm, like I said, I think it, in the end, it's like, uh, what is your strategy? Because they have a think tank. They go, who would be the main person? And I guess the first one person would say would be Kennedy, mm-hmm. I guess. Cause I, do you know anybody else that— Well, that's the thing. I mean, I know I watched, I've watched—I've watched a bunch of different people, like the minority, especially Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is not a very good public speaker. Like, mm-hmm. uh, her being the representation of the minority is not very good. I imagine it's not. Because when I watch her, I'm like, man, it sounds like she doesn't really know— what to say either because there's not an earpiece or she's just not well versed in this kind of
2: thing she's not yeah she's not a people person and it's it's like american idol you have to have more than the voice you have to have the look and i actually going back to the election and this is you know skippy skippy being very bipartisan about this the problem with on the democrat side is there were too few candidates you had hillary who's very polarizing and then Bernie Sanders, who is an admitted socialist, is like, "This is I want to take America to socialist state." And those were only two options. And so even some liberals were like, eh, I don't want to be socialist. I don't want to pay for this because uh, you know, in a socialist state, everybody pays. Ha- and right now, half the people don't pay income tax. In a socialist state, everybody would pay. And so the, the, you only have the two options. So you went with within the, Bernie was starting to get some. Some traction, I don't think he would have been voted for, but enough of a threat to the Clinton campaign that the DNC uh, rigged the primary against him. And this is a fact now. This is, you know, the DNC actually did that uh, to ensure that Hillary Clinton got the nomination. On the Republican side, it was the exact opposite. There were too many. You had 17 candidates. That was just insane. That was right out of a West Wing episode. And here's the problem. No one took Trump seriously. I don't think even Trump took himself seriously. I think he was like a a spoiler. He was like H. Ross Perot with his little admiral uh, VP running mate. Who, did you see the debate where the the admiral goes and says, I know your first question is, who the hell am I? (laughs) Because no one knew about this. And what happened is, you you know, Chris Christie, oh, Bridgegate. So he's out. And then Santorum, oh, he said this 20 years ago. So he's out. You know, they're nitpicking. And finally we're down to, wait, there's Rubio. (laughs) And there's Trump and Ryan, uh-oh, and and they they were a little too, and this is both sides doing this. Republicans were like, well, we don't want Santorum because he's not conservative here. We don't want Rubio or, or Cruz because of this. All of a sudden, they're left with Trump. And that's what they go,
3: oh, we should have stopped about three candidates ago.
2: So both sides kind of messed up. Well, like I said, I
3: think there's a strategy to it, and they had the think tanks and clearly they (laughs) those think
2: tanks were uh, they tanked
3: (laughs) yeah well the way I saw it was they, they had a choice either they try to win or they're just gonna lose and try and save a candidate for next time and they probably didn't want to lose to Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, so that kind of that's why they stuck with it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or maybe maybe Donald Trump pulled his New York style businessman and goes, "I got these pitches <laughs> of yeah." How many horse heads were in, yeah. the, in the beds of I mean, that's the voters? What's happening. You're listening to mornings alone star. It's an interesting Tuesday today, guys. We do have a special guest coming in. That's right, over around ten thirty today. We're gonna have some folks from the EFta. It's EFTA. Education for Tomorrow's Alliance. Did you know they have a science fair every year? Giving scholarships out to smart kids? No Hi. way! So we're going to find out more about that, how you can volunteer, and also maybe judge, maybe judge. That's going to come out at 30. But until then, we're going to be hanging out, doing things, playing music, all that kind of good stuff. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at ourlonestar.com. Don't forget, we podcast all of our shows and YouTube, our special interviews. So you can uh, listen to us anytime you want. We'll be back. We're going to listen to a couple tunes. You're listening to Morris Lone Star.
4: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly, scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832 689 7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
5: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, 7632.
3: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com.
1: Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at CenturionWA.net or reach us by phone at 936 756 1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order.
3: Morning's Lone Star, 940 here on IRLoneStar.com, and of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. This is your favorite morning radio show for Montgomery County, and don't forget, we're going to have some folks from the Education for Tomorrow's Alliance coming on around 1030 to talk about their upcoming side tech fair for our local kids here, trying to get some scholarship money. Awesome. Which is cool. Maybe I want to judge that. I might do that.
0: We we
2: should start we putting should... our name out there, Dick, as like celebrity judges and stuff for like barbecues and and, and oh, talent it's, shows. It's, I mean,
3: hey, the fair is coming up pretty soon. So I'm just saying, we'll put it out there. It's like
2: um, you, you got those DJ teams like you know Hudson and Harrigan or Rula and Ryan or uh, uh, what are those uh, Mark and Brian from the Los Angeles
3: uh, radio back in the '80s and '90s? So you you have to understand something, Sean. I have a horrible memory. You just told me that. So. You see what I did there? Yeah. And I, I don't know. <laughs> he took me seriously
2: for a second, too. I, I
3: don't recall things from the 90s. There are certain things. And I'll, how about I'll let you know that I know them before you ask, hey, do you know about this obscure reference in 1988 that I was probably three years old during that time? Gotcha.
2: <laughs> but, yeah. So, well, throughout history, there have been DJ teams. And I think that, uh, you know, Dick and Skippy, it flows easily off the tongue. Uh, it, it, it's kind of, uh, it's not onomatopoeic, but it, uh, it, it flows, it kind of rhymes. And I think that, uh, we, you, you know, it's a, it's a brand. So anyone out there, if you got a talent show coming up or barbecue or some kind of competition or contest or, or, Hey, you know, we even do kids' birthday parties. I do card tricks and I can juggle a little bit and Dick will easily learn how to make balloon animals. They'll all be snakes, but. They will all be technically balloon animals. Uh, we're there for you. So call us at 936-647-3776 yeah. and book us for your <laughs> for your gig. That's a little weird. Hey, wouldn't a be cool? No, don't you? I think we would have a lot of fun doing a kid's birthday party. Not really. We would traumatize that. We may as well show It on the big screen TV. like
3: the old school movie, Kid's Party. Where they oh, have, is that the Rodney Dangerfield movie? No, the uh, – is it old school? He was in Old School, I thought, or Back to School or something like that. Well, Back to School was the Roger Dangerfield. The Old School is one with, uh, when they, yeah, I'm going blank again. Look at that, my memory is failing. me.
2: Uh, I think my. Uh, Will
3: Ferrell and oh, the other dudes. Yeah. And they try to, yeah, but there's a funny scene where they're at a kid's party and they have animals there. And Sean William Scott, the stiffler guy from American Pie, is uh-huh. the redneck animal handler. And he has a tranquilizer gun and uh, Will Ferrell gets shot in the neck. So that was pretty funny. Whatever happened with him? Which one? We, Stiffler. We I, I I know he was uh, in the new Goon movie. They, they, they you ever seen Goon before? The first Goon? Goon? Yeah, Goon. It's about a hockey player. He's like There used to be goons on old school hockey teams where basically they would just mess people up. They wouldn't actually play hockey. They would fight. Okay. And it's about that lifestyle. Kind of an
2: updated version. It's actually, of a really good, it's
3: actually a really good movie. Uh, because, you know, I like hockey, but I also like... I like the idea of, you know, up north hockey is everywhere, like in Canada and right there, you know, the northern parts of the United States. And it's like part of a way of life. So they talk about teams that are like triple A teams mm-hmm. and triple A hockey has a different lifestyle. So you should check it out.
2: I will. Uh, I, the only ho- well, there are a couple of hockey movies that I love. One, of course, is a, a Slap shot, the original of Paul
3: Newman. That's a great movie.
2: It's a wonderful movie, and I know they remade it, but I'm I'm not interested. The original just just nailed it with us two brothers with the glasses just beating the snot out of everybody. But then there's also one called Mystery Alaska with a uh, uh, Russell Crowe playing it. It was before, just before Gladiator. Great little stories about this little like AAA farm hockey team in Alaska. <clears throat> And the shtick happens where they go up against a a hockey, an actual NHL hockey team in this exhibition match on their turf. And it's how they they try to win and and a lot of personal uh, uh, relationships. It's pretty pretty funny. It's kind of like the hockey version of uh, The Replacements, which I I think to me is one of the best football
3: movies ever. Because you're a really big football fan?
2: Right. And so, you know, I don't like the ones where they – you know, where they get technical. Okay. We're down by three. We can go for the snap or we can send the safety into this and do this. And a flip trick 90. I don't get it. It's uh, you know, I think one of the best football games ever in a movie is the one at the end of mash, you know, the movie mash.
3: No, I've never seen the movie. MASH. Okay. Cause you
2: know, the TV series came from a film where Donald Sutherland played Hawkeye, uh, LA Gould played Trapper, John, uh, the, uh, the only two, the only carryover was uh radar, Gary Berghoff. He was in the movie and he's in the, uh, 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 series sally kellerman played hot lips it's a great great film because it's based on the books you know okay mash is written by uh, by this guy who was in the korean war and, and wrote about kind of enhanced reality of, of the real life adventures and at the end uh it's two mash units their mash unit uh, go up against another one uh or, or the uh, this general's football team and so it's all the the doctors and the nurses you know drugging the other Team and a tackle, (laughs) so they can win the game. It's it's pretty funny. Watch it sometime. Watch Mash, funny movie, very satirical. And I miss. There's a little segue here. I miss satire. You know, I've been kind of complaining how late night comedy is not satirical anymore. It's just the same joke over and over. The president sucks. Ha ha ha. I love rapier wit satire.
3: Well, that's one thing that's interesting about today's like Saturday Night Live. Like, like it's the easy jokes are going to be saturated in late night comedy. Mm-hmm. But then this is like an opportunity I imagine as a writer to really come through and kind of develop a new type of comedy through the satire, Like you're saying, like there's so many things to make fun of that Trump is too easy in a sense of you can involve Trump somehow and make right. it a lazy smart comedy.
2: comedy. we got lazy journalism and
3: lazy comedy. Lazy tacos. Lazy tacos.
2: Hadn't thought about the lazy tacos. We need to get the working tacos again. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we know that. But uh, but no, it is it is kind of funny because I know I don't pay attention to it anymore. And like you said, because it's always the same thing. It is.
2: And, and we know what's going to happen in the Oscars. It's like – as basically we know the entire script. We just need to fill in the blanks of who the winners are. But we know which presenter is going to say what, who's going to say something on the red carpet, what big star for the well, Lifetime I- Achievement is going to –
3: that's what I was I was uh, seeing about the uh, the Grammys was people were basically saying it's the same story and people were upset because no one was – their voices weren't being heard because – I don't know. It was some weird deal about the Me Too movement it wasn't – they were supporting people who really – represent like for example like rap and stuff they represent a culture that doesn't really involve me too I, at all
2: yeah I, I saw this list of like uh, the the winners and some of their lyrics or what their songs are about and it's really misogynistic yeah you know i'm no prude by any sense of the imagination but even i was taken aback by these are the people were celebrating and they're like you know slap your hoe down and and to me a hoe down was was a, a dance in a barn apparently it's something else
3: nowadays well, in other news, uh, <laughs> Russia is back in the news, but Did they, they are banned from the Paralympics. Okay. For doping. What? Yeah. Okay, so the
2: Paralympics, for those who don't know, and this correct me if I'm wrong, this, this is, is the, the Olympics for those who are like missing limbs and paralyzed. And and it's not, so it's not special. The special Olympics are for those with like uh, learning disabilities and developmental yeah. disabilities. But the Paralympics are for those who actually have physical situations that, that make them different, you know, missing a limb or, or, or whatnot. And so the Russians would just like someone grow a leg back or something.
3: No, they were just doping. They're doping it up, huh? I just, I mean, it's I mean, they want to win. I mean, if you want to win, I guess that's the way to do it. I'm, I, I'm trying to wrap myself around it. I, I see it. I mean, I can see it. Maybe, something, maybe something's in the water. Because everyone's <laughs> drinking from the same pool. Right. Because Russia only has one water source. We all know that.
2: <laughs> well, I wonder if the you know, I wonder if the uh International Paralympics Committee is going to uh um start looking at other, you know.
3: And you know what also like I was thinking? America. I was thinking about this McCabe thing.
2: Yeah, Andrew McCabe,
3: and FBI, uh, how he stepped down and I, I was reading that he had so much Paid off time, is that P O T or P T O? That he's allowed to, and he's like, from what I understand, he's waiting to retire, and he has to retire on a certain date this year. Yeah,
2: he's got like three or so. Four he has weeks.
3: enough vacation P T O time, time mm-hmm. to do that. I think that's a boss move. I think a lot of people do that, and I think that's hilarious that somebody saves. And you know, I would, I, I I'm not going to be a conspiracy about it, but I think it's funny that either his wife or somebody goes, "Oh, hey, boss, by the way, you know, you have your P T O, you never used." And that's like – it's funny because that's like that's such a total government move where they give you PTO and this guy probably works all the time, so he never takes it. And then it's finally, oh, you get a whole month off.
2: Or those can get up to like a year depending if it rolls over or not. Uh, I myself actually have been guilty actually, of – Actually, I think they changed
3: the law for that, right? Probably
2: because some people could like literally take off a whole year. Well,
3: no, that was the big issue for nurses in overtime. From what I remember, that was the argument. They changed the way overtime's being paid. And you, you don't get paid extra. You get paid time off. And it carries mm. over in certain places. Mm-hmm. If that makes, does that make sense? No, no
2: that, that does make sense. Like you
3: get the money one way or another, but now you have to wait, basically. I, I, I believe that. I myself have
2: actually been guilty of I was going from one job to the other, and I couldn't afford kind of a lapse in, in paycheck. And I had a couple of weeks of vacation or PTO time racked up. So I took my two-week vacation, but that was my two-week notice so I started the new job as I was— Still getting paid. Still getting paid for the old one. It was purely legal. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a game Well, no, that's system. why I think they
3: changed the rules because that's what was happening. People were uh, leaving a job, and the, the company was not dishing out their PTO mm-hmm. because of some rules. And then and a
2: lot of times they won't, won't roll over. And I, my, I had a previous job where that was an issue where I had a week's paid vacation but literally was not given any time off and— it was, it was like, I've got a week left in this year. I have to use it. Oh, sorry, we can't give you time off. So I actually lost that
3: time no. and didn't get paid. And I don't that. think that's allowed was yeah, Right? Well. But I think it's really funny that he chose to do it. And uh, especially being under, I mean, the media watch and the constant conspiracy going on in the government.
2: Here's the thing. If uh, he is found we'll guilty let's, of let's, malfeasance. Let's, let me ask
3: you this. Let's put you in his shoes. Okay. Okay. Not knowing what's going on, what would you think is the wiser decision to make? Take your time off, or just finish out the job and then take the money? Like after, like because you can take you can cash out the PTO. I think I imagine you can do that. Oh no,
2: I would use the PTO to stay on because it's like this the twenty or twenty five year pension thing. Well, I meant more of like
3: to to make up appearances because you you are being hounded like every week.
2: Yeah, I I do it like he's doing. Really? Yeah. It was if if this even
3: feeds the fire of like, oh, something's happening. If
2: I'm three weeks away from my 20 year pension where I get full benefits, as opposed to if I quit now, then I don't, I get like 75%.
3: I bet his wife is so pissed.
2: Well, I think she's she's like, we're
3: we're getting all this focus on our family. Like now they're going to be following us because you're off work. And there's going to be people staked outside the house for three weeks. Well, I think
2: she's going to be pissed to find out how complicity is in some stuff. I, I think. Uh, I got some more breaking news. So do the do the do 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 thing. There you go. That's the fog So House Speaker Paul Ryan today said that uh, he's backing the release of the memo, saying it's time to quote cleanse the FBI. Meaning there's some stuff in that's some harsh. I mean, well, I
1: I mean, I know I've
3: read a little bit about the things that have been released and like the text, me- there's really weird, like the whole text messages thing. is just really, it's funny how, especially with, if you think about the emails that WikiLeaks released, I remember reading a couple. and I was like, this is so weird reading other people's emails that they clearly did not think anyone was going to read. Cause some of the stuff they talk about is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then of course it can be easily taken out of context.
2: Well, but, I, exactly. And I, per- I, I personally try to shy away from illegally released materials for that very reason. It's illegally released you, you, you know Julian Assange. I know
3: on many levels he's viewed as a, uh, a hero. Well, I know CNN even said that on the air. He's a traitor. See, I, I mean, he needs to be you, held you, on the. Did you hear that there. when CNN said that?
2: Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, USC eighteen, I think, is the. It's espionage like you can't show. look
3: at these, but we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember that. That was so funny. That was You're not funny. allowed to see, so we're going to tell you what you you, you can't be seeing. But here's
3: the thing: with Ryan using, do you think any of that stuff caused some inter office, like back talk? backstabbing that kind of stuff because a lot of stuff i read was more of like can you believe it? john did john took mary's muffin from the refrigerator i knew it was him <laughs> don't tell mary <laughs> and now mary knows because she got the leaked emails
2: that's uh, <laughs> and mary's over there going i knew it i knew it i knew it well it, was, it reminds me of the uh what was it uh vena ashley what was the name of the website the the affair website oh
3: uh is it Ashley Madison?
2: Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Vina Ashley is a, is a purse maker, I think. But yeah, that one—it's that gets released and people go, "Oh my god!" Because I feel bad for the men and women, but let's be honest, it was ma- mainly men who.
3: Are you sure about that? Night nine. Oh, we don't know they
2: says uh, that they found out that uh, of the the membership count, like ninety eight percent of the, their clients were men. But to be the the guy who has a bad night or a lonely night or fight with his wife or just, you know, one stupid, I'm going to log on to this thing just to see what's there. And then never does anything about it. But now the thing gets released and the wife goes, uh-huh.
3: Because, I you know, I, when that was released. Well, I, now everyone has an excuse to say Russia did it. I'm going to try to pull that as long as it goes Russia for. Russia did it. Russia did that. They hashtag, hacked my website. Hashtag Russia did it.
2: But, yeah, I, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the Paul Ryan thing and how I, I think I, earlier I was saying there was something in the middle that's going to come out. I think there are a couple of smoking guns in this, and I'll tell you why when we get yeah, back. Yeah, but who cares, though?
3: Oh, What's I it going don't. to do? Uh,
2: this this could. Yeah, I, I'm uh, negating what I said earlier. I think this is going to be a game changer.
3: But like the FBI people are going to get arrested, right? No one else. Mm, I think it's going to go beyond that. Well, cool. So, John the uh, Muffin Stealer is uh, going
2: down. John's going down. Enjoy that muffin, John. Yeah.
3: Hope it was good. See you later. (laughs) You're listening to Mornings Lone Star. We're going to take a quick music break.
4: Don't forget, we got EFTA coming up around 1030. Stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
5: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Creighton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe c or 936-266-7632.
3: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com.
1: Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at CenturionWA.net or reach us by phone at 936 756 1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. You are-
3: Welcome back, Mornings Lone Star. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
3: We're here every weekday morning, 9 to 11, folks. We've got a special guest coming in at 10 o'clock from Education for Tomorrow's Alliance. That's going to be happening at 10.30. Stick around for that. Uh, we are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Clinic, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thank you for sponsoring us. You're a cool bunch of people. Uh, we've been talking a little bit of uh, McCabe. I know that's in the news about the FBI. Is, is it? the the director? No, he he was the deputy director. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Yeah,
2: he's the vice president of the FBI. And so, not only on the heels of that, uh, Speaker Paul Ryan, we talked about this last break, kind of came out with this, we must cleanse the FBI, we must release this document in full disclosure. That's the... uh, Dick, we played poker the other night. Legally. Legally, yeah. We legally played poker at at a non-profit event the other night. And you can tell right away who the poker players are and who you know who the wannabes are because you know people you can see their eyes when someone's got a good hand someone you can tell I remember the one hand we all folded on because you were like oh well <laughs> you had this look on your face we all folded because we know you had a high hand but when someone has a good hand
3: but there's gonna be one time I don't and I fool
2: you all you, fool us all. If we, you go all in on that one I'd lose a buck fifty but by Ryan by House Speaker Paul Ryan saying this cleanse the FBI. We must release this. And he's read the, the, he's read the memo. Everyone who's read the memo has been saying, we got to release this. I think uh, early off the year we were talking and I said, I don't think there are any game changers in this memo. I retract that. My gut now says the push is so hard to release this memo from people and, and using harsh words like cleanse the FBI. That's not diplo speak that that's nuclear option language right there. I think there's some smoking guns in here that people are going to get arrested. And I mean, big people.
3: Okay. Well, uh, I mean, do we want to start a pool? Or is that what you're trying to?
2: Yeah. Hey, let's start a pool. Who's going to get arrested when and for what? I say Hillary Clinton. I think we're going to find that the DNC actually paid Comey and or uh, McCabe. There will be a Okay. relation. That's a
3: big claim, man. That's
2: a big claim. I'm, I'm going for it. Okay.
3: Well, then there you go. There we go.
2: We have some local stuff coming up, don't we?
3: Kind of close to yeah, home. Yeah, actually today. We actually have something going on today uh, to switch topics to a little bit more local. Uh, today there's a job fair available at the Lone Star Convention Center brought on to you by the Connor Lake Connor Chamber of Commerce from 1 to 5 p.m. today. Um, it's going to be over there, like I said, at the Lone Star Convention Center. And get over there if you're looking for a job. It's a good organization. There's a bunch of companies. There's an article in the Courier about it. So if you really want to see like more details uh, of it. But uh, just give people a shout out who are looking for a job currently in today's market. Because apparently today's market's pretty good. Yeah, people are hiring. They
2: got money to pay more. It's funny how that works out. You tax someone less, they have more money. Yeah, they're going to keep more money, sure, because you are a business. But what's left over, you're, you're going to either pay people, you already have some more I money. I mean, how or are we going to pay
3: for the wall then?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I wish the president weren't such a stickler on the wall. I mean, yeah, things need to be done for the border. But the wall is just not this panacea. It's not this... This cure-all of... Uh,
3: I think he just wants to see the graffiti. <laughs> you know, I'm just waiting for that to happen.
2: Well, the problem with wall, it, it, it can't, you can't help but uh, evoke the uh, uh, memory of the Berlin Wall. It was before your time. But Germany, Berlin was split up between East and West. And Eastern Germany was uh, very, very communist. And, like, you were stuck in Berlin. You could not leave. And Western Berlin, of course, was, was free world... And there's the wall. Um, and that's when Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. That's what that was. And the Berlin Wall came tumbling down and opened it up. And, uh, but for decades, the Berlin Wall was a symbol of oppression and bad stuff. And so to have anything wall related to me, I think it's a bad PR move. And I think Trump has better, should have better PR people than that to say, no, this us not even call it a wall. Call it a fence, call it a gate, call it a stopgap not wall here's something else that's happening on friday this is uh for those of you who who want to vote smart it's the whistle stop tour have you heard about this dick no okay so it's a meet the candidates forum at the lone star college in the woodlands on uh february the 2nd which is friday it's the whistle stop tour because i think was it grant i think who actually on the back of a train went cruising all through america and from the from the back of this train he'd stop in a train station Go out the back, and they'd have all the, the presidential bunting, and he'd give a speech, and then he'd go on the tracks to the next one. Uh, so that's where Whistle Stop comes from. But uh, the Will and Sherry Chamber of Commerce is putting this on uh, to meet the candidates forum. And this is huge. It's from 11 to 2 on huge. Friday. Huge. Huge. So on Friday, 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 go see the candidates. Ask some questions. There's only one more. Ask real and relevant questions, too. Irrelevant questions. What are your What are your thoughts on nuclear proliferation in North?
3: What's Korea? your What's your opinion on margin <laughs> and real butter?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would pay you all the cash in my pocket, and I actually have some in my pocket today for you to do that. What
3: well, would be great is you ask what's the difference between what what drugs worse for your system marijuana or alcohol, and then well, that's a kind of a good question.
2: I like right? that one. That's good, uh, but you can ask these questions. That's the whole whole Cremation, point. Cremation or burial for me. Biking funeral.
3: Yeah. And I, I told my you like, have, Well, the real question, like smart question is, do you have a will? My
2: will is outdated. The wrong so, ex-wife is going to get all my stuff if I suddenly so die.
3: I'm just letting you know that's important to uh, Dick, you want to get in my will? Because that's how you can tell if somebody's, you know, on it. You want to get in my will? was a good saying? planner. My, my son. No, I don't want to get on your will. That'd I, be weird. You're right. I leave everything to Dick. I just. I, I'm going to leave him my Spock ears that I sleep in. <laughs>
2: Yeah, something that's really bizarre that make people raise their eyebrows i have a uh, a couple of items that i'm not saying my son is eagerly looking forward to my own death but uh i happen to have a first edition british edition of a book called the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that was autographed by the author who's now dead this book is worth a fortune and it survived all my floods and everything and a long time ago long time ago i said yeah son when i die you're gonna you know." yeah it pays to sport. be a nerd i know right so uh he's he, he you know he asked i'm still getting the book right yes son you're still getting the book don't worry <laughs> he also he also is under explicit instructions that if i'm on a machine he gets to unplug it i told him to make darn sure i'm not coming back first just don't you know don't get premature. Well, you know what's
3: funny about that is i watched another nicholas sparks movie with holly because that's slowly becoming my Isn't favorite that a notebook well, yeah, okay. they're all the same. They all take place in the South, and there's always a dad that doesn't approve. Actually, this one didn't have that, but uh, this movie—well, they mixed it up. Yeah, this movie, uh, well, it did take place in the South? But what was great about it was about—it's called The choice. choice, and there was this huge, you know, this little sappy monologue talking about the choices you make. Blah 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 blah. Well, man, it took about forty-five to an hour to get to the major choice, and basically, she gets in a car wreck and she's in a coma. And he doesn't want to pull the plug. And, uh, of course, the doctor who is advising it is his her ex-fiance. So that, that's that's pretty great. But they didn't even touch on that. But the funny thing was I asked Holly about that. I go, you know, I know that's always kind of a constant issue with situations where you're hooked up to a tube. But uh, and she mentioned something about her situation. I was like, so could you could I just say just pull the tube? Like, right, right then and there. And she's like, well, no, because, like, I think there's some type of – at first it's up to the doctor to give you the choice. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. So, like, say there is a chance that you might come back. The doctor's not going to allow it. So it's literally worst case scenario you've been – because I was trying to – the worst thing they did about the movie is they didn't give you a time frame of how long she's been hooked up to the machine mm-hmm. because there wasn't, like, a, a tell of, like, oh, he had scruff or he had longer hair. You know, like they're usually in some movies they give you an idea like, oh man, I've been hooked up to this machine. There's a for... montage song. <laughs> they didn't really have that. So I was kind of trying to understand, you know, there was so much pressure on pulling the tube from the family and stuff like that. And I was like, man, it seems like it's like a week later. <laughs> that's kind of, it's kind of harsh. And, um, and so, but no, apparently that's not, that's not the case at all. If the doctor feels that there's like, depending on the injury and you know, the history of those injuries and what's been proven, what can help. Like, you can't just pull the plug. Because I told her, I was like, she goes, you, she's like, well, I want you to pull the plug. I was like, all right. So we do it like right then, like right when you get in the accident. Oh, she's gone. Just forget it. <laughs> As uh, There's a very funny TV show so called. Watch it. out. You can't tell people to pull a plug
2: because they I might mean, not be able to. Oh, my son would have a pillow ready to go. He's willing to take that risk for the sake of that book. I was like, so no, not yet. <laughs> I'm still conscious. Put the pillow away. Well,
3: did you at least finish the book? Me? Yeah, did you read it? Oh, God, yeah. This is yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I was making sure, you know. Some people are really weird about collecting things. Like oh,
2: it. no. This this book is kind of used. It's not main condition, but it, believe me, it's autographed by a dead author. And this is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. This is a huge—for for, for those who are into it, it's as big as Star Trek.
3: So, okay. What's the deal with the number the computer says? Is there some joke? I missed that.
2: Oh, 42. Yeah. yeah what's it's the, the what's, answer to
3: life of the universe. Yeah, what's the deal with that?
2: No one knows what the question is.
3: Okay. So that's the joke. Yeah, it takes Okay, so I was trying to like really understand it.
2: As this alien race builds this computer call uh, to, to yeah, call yeah. deep thought to find out what the answer to life, the universe, and everything is. And after 7.5 million years, it says, i got the answer. It's 42. And everyone's freaking out. It's like, well, you don't know what the question is. you got to build a better computer to find out the question. And the computer they build is called Earth. And five minutes before the, the answer is supposed to be given, uh, Earth gets blown up. And so no one knows what the question is. So everyone knows the answer is 42, but no one knows what the question is. And that's that's, that's the gag. Great. But it just made me think of something funny. This this kind of Uh-oh. made me – I, I, I want to share this because I, I want to hashtag coma montage.
3: What Juan.
2: Coma montage.
3: Okay. Oh, coma. Coma okay. montage. I was like, man, we're done with politics, dude.
2: No, no, no. Not Cuomo. Not Mario Cuomo. Um, coma. It's – so there are two tropes in movies. One is the montage, right, where you – you see, someone's taking six weeks to to get strong or get smart, and you got yeah. the music. And then you've also got another trope yeah. in a movie is the the coma trope, where they, they 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 get knocked out, and then five seconds later they wake up, but it's like ten you know five ten years yeah.
3: later while you were sleeping.
2: Well, we need to merge the two, so it's like someone going into a coma, and then you have like this five minute long montage. Of
3: music playing, what, but it's just I, them laying this there. This is well, this is this is a good example why having a significant other, or a person watching a movie with you who has basic knowledge, mm-hmm. and immediately Holly's like, "This this movie's crap," and I'm like, "Really? It took you that long?" <laughs> no, I was kidding. She just because like in the movie, she wakes up and she's coming home, and she's like, "It would take her two weeks minimum to recover. Her body literally has not moved for you know given." reasonably given, you know, a month. I learned all that in The Dead Zone, the book, The Dead Zone. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: it goes into great detail about that. And I even liked in Kill Bill. It's funny yeah. how they are always five-year five well, comas.
3: Well, let's, uh, not going into too much detail, but Holly also does wound care for people who have been, you know, bedridden and basically – or, you know, if you have wounds on you. Mm-hmm. And she says that's one of the, the craziest things our body does. If it doesn't move, it starts developing sores and all that kind of stuff. And there's a reason why you pay a little extra – to get somebody to come in and be more uh, physical therapy with the person. uh, Because it could speed your recovery, but also it uh, helps them not to add more trouble to the person's, you know, living condition. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but that was the, the coma, the, see, there wasn't a coma montage. We needed one. I just think
2: about it because, you have the music, the song playing, and the person's just laying there, but then the beard grows a little more or something, you know?
3: Well, no, and actually, song, in that particular movie, we try to figure out if this guy had alopecia on his face because he was so smooth. <laughs> and, like, every scene, he looked too smooth. He's the guy who played Abraham Lincoln in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, okay. So, I can't remember the actor, but, but I do like you're talking about. Because Holly was trying to figure out. She's like, how old is this guy? Because he looks... Like, he's 17, but just a little bit more, like, beefier because his face is too smooth. He's, like, hairless everywhere but his hair, like, his, like, (laughs) top of his head.
2: I miss those days. I got hair everywhere but the
3: (laughs) head. Yeah, no, but it it uh, is—there's no coma coma montage. I was really disappointed in that.
2: Hashtag coma montage. Help help us spread the word, people. We want a movie where it's got a coma montage in it. So—
3: yeah. You know what uh, Holly and I are going to be doing? Uh, the Ticket Steps doing a special Valentine's Day Aww. podcast. We're all going to have our significant others, and we're, gonna wa- we're probably going to watch a trashy um, – Sleepless in Seattle. No, I you know what's funny? Because we haven't really discussed how crappy a movie do we need to watch because there's probably some legitimate romance movies out there. But I I tend to watch the really crappy ones because I love it. I do, like The choice – if you guys want to watch a frustrating movie, that's a great movie to watch. Because it is so stereotypical in the romance, romantic comedy, romantic, a romantic comedy. It's just straight up from what a girl wants to have happen to her in Southern Car- Carolina by the beach. <laughs> and, you know, just, oh, man, it is actually pretty funny. Now, one thing that confused me a lot about that movie was she, like, hated him very beginning. And, like, he, they literally had arguments that were their neighbors. So mm. he was being really loud. So they had legitimate arguments. And all of a sudden... She throws away her engagement to a doctor. She's becoming a, either a nurse or a doctor at the time. She throws that engagement away. Who played? Who's the Superman guy from the TV show Smallville? So I mean, he's not a Tom ba- Yeah, he's not a bad-looking guy. He's also in Lucifer. So I guess, I don't know what he's doing now. But I just that's how I recognize
2: him. In Lucifer, he's playing Kane. You know, the guy who murders Abel. Yeah, he's been cursed to walk the earth all these years, and he's teaming up with Lucifer so he can die.
3: Oh, good Good idea. That's a good motive. Uh, but no, it was just really funny. And all of a sudden, again, there's no timeline based in this movie. Like mm-hmm. He disappears to go to a conference or to open up a ho- another hospital. So in that time, they start canoodling. And I was like, when did this happen? And that was really confusing to me.
2: Uh-oh. We should have a a movie uh, binge of every movie that's got a holiday in it. April Fool's Day, Valentine's so that, Day, that, My that Bloody is, Valentine. That is
3: the device in the movie, is the holiday. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or a movie that actually has every single holiday in it. No, 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 the, where the device Because I don't think that movie exists. Uh,
2: no. Oh, well, I'm sure there's like a spoof version. But no, it's it's where the movie uh, is predicated somehow on an actual holiday. My Bloody Valentine. Friday the 13th. Uh, Love
3: Actually, because it's all Christmas. New
0: uh, Yeah. Universe.
3: Uh, uh, no, because it it ends in Christmas, but I think a no, lot it ends of, on New Year's. Christmas I think, Eve, I think a lot of the plots start way before that.
2: True, but you know, like Friday the Thirteenth, it's not all on Friday the Thirteenth or April. Did you ever see April Fool's Day? The original. No. Deborah Foreman. We talked about Deborah Foreman. I want to get her on the uh, show through the phone because I still got a crush on her. Eighties actress. It's one of those slasher movies, but the whole thing is like an end joke because it's April Fool's Day. And you find out that none of the murders are actually real, or are they?
3: And then you sit there in the theater like I don't know what I was expecting, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah, we could do that. I, what other movies are there?
2: Valentine. There's one called Valentine's Day. There's also My Bloody Valentine. Um, I'm sure there's a movie out there called Arbor Day. Hold on, I, I'm going to look about. Uh, I'm going well, to. There's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day That's, Groundhog like, Day. that's there, probably
3: one of the most famous oh, ones. There
2: you go, Groundhog Day. Uh,
3: movies about holidays. I don't know. I mean, there's Halloween. Halloween? I mean, it's kind of obvious. There's one called The Holiday. But that's not, we gotta set some parameters to this. It has to be like about a specific day and it's in the title. So, like Friday the 13th works because it's a specific day. Halloween, that show, that movie works. Groundhog Day, that works.
2: Well, I'm sure there's gotta be, I'm, I'm gonna look it up now. There's gotta be many more about this. Like D
3: Day, that works because that's a specific, that's a, it's not a holiday, but. <laughs> <laughs> that works okay we're gonna listen to music right now listen to music we gotta we're get the studio up. ready for our interview with education for tomorrow's alliance that's coming around at 10 30 oh my gosh it's almost so stick that time. around we're brought to you by clean sweep office cleaning conroe coffee and centurion wealth advisors join in at any time 936-647-3776 or you can visit us on facebook.com slash mw lone star we'll be right back
0: yeah <laughs>
4: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
5: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Creighton Theatre and the Owen Theatre, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch and dinner Along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266. 7632.
3: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com.
1: Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order.
2: Hush, and let us speak to you. It's Dick and Skippy in Mornings with Lone Star at 1032 in the morning. We're sponsored by Conrad Coffee. Clean people, Office cleaning and Centurion Wealth Advisors thank you so much for sponsoring us guys it is a brisk 50 degrees out there Dick did you bring your jacket did you dress in layers today
3: yeah the fishnets and all that kind of stuff oh you're just teasing me now <laughs> stop it we're Welcome on the air people might actually be listening to us this morning in fact, they're going to be watching us here. No way. And that's hey, right. We have a special hey, guest. we got a special guest in the studio. So uh, if you're just now joining us live, uh, you can always message us on Facebook, MW Lone Star, or call in and leave a message, 936-647-3776. Who do we got in the studio today, Sean? We have
2: Ms. Corinne Coulter. She's the program director for EFTA. I
3: had to pronounce that properly. Yeah, you know, for just, just to give you an idea, this whole morning we get off the air, Sean's like, Are you saying, like, the F word? Like, uh, this is up? No, EFTA. Yeah, up. Education for Tomorrow's Alliance. You got it. It's a local nonprofit here in Montgomery County, and they serve our kids, and basically connecting them to internships and also scholarship opportunities, and they also do a couple events uh, every year. And, for example, this Friday will be the SciTech Science Fair.
2: The 28th annual. It's been going along almost as long as you've been been alive. It's been around for a while here. It's
3: been helped out a lot of kids. So Well, welcome to the studio.
0: Well, thank you for having me. So talk to us about it. What is EFTA? So Uh, Education for Tomorrow Alliance, like you said, is um, a local nonprofit that works on cultivating um, education and community partners to um, better the success of students. mm -hmm. And through that, we have a couple of different um, programs and activities that happen each year. But our big one is our SciTech. Like you said, it's our 28th annual SciTech and um, it's about thirteen different STEM events that happen over a four week four week period for kindergarten all the way through high school, and cool. yeah. So this Friday we have the Chevron Phillips Senior High Science Fair and the Energy Junior High Science Fair, and um, it'll be about fifteen hundred kids coming through the day with their projects, anything from botany and chemistry to physics to robotics, um, and we. Um, need some volunteers to kind of help and one day we'll use about 400 volunteers and so um, we've got three different time slots that people can sign up to help volunteer to um, judge these kids product projects
2: so when you say volunteers are you talking about you need like human guinea pigs if some kids got some like genetic experiment for you know mutating cells that they need to be the guinea pig for that is that kind of volunteer you're talking about
0: i mean that could be pretty interesting (laughs) i'd
2: sign up for that one i want superpowers
0: (laughs) yeah no this will be they will um get placed into a category and they will go and listen to the kids do their presentation on their project um how they come up with their project their um, steps through the project and their findings and then they come together and judge and there's the first through fifth place um that selected that
2: day. Awesome. So your volunteers, people, if you're listening out there, if you volunteer for this, you can literally shape the life of some young scientific mind. Yeah. This is great. Uh, you, you can you can alter history. This is one of those, you know, Star Trek turn left instead of turn right moments where, you know, someone might be able to cure something or create something and your vote would let that happen.
0: Absolutely. Or kill
2: it. So if you don't volunteer you know, the world could die. So I'm just throwing that out there. So yeah. what's
3: the, what's the level of corruption at these places? Yeah, how much money Graces yeah. Palms here?
0: Um,
3: <laughs> Like, if I'm a judge, yeah, and I'm just looking like, eyes
0: like, oh, my God,
3: <laughs> what? No. Well, there's one thing I really like about this event is it really does get, add the extra mile to the Tech area of Montgomery County because this is something right. y'all put on. Yes. And so it's not just your standard science fair. because. Right.
2: Well, when I was a kid, okay, so, you know, back when I was in that age, it was, you had baking soda to a paper mache volcano, yeah. and that was my science project, <laughs> and I got an A on it, thank you very much. But now it's like, you bring in a robot, oh, no, or yeah. something you've created, I mean, has, now STEM, it's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and math, right? Yes. Cool. Has it really, I know we're kind of in a renaissance of science and technology, but has it really grown by such quantum leaps? To, yes. to this level?
0: Yes. Um, the We had the junior high private school science fair last week, and I roped my husband into volunteering and to be a judge, and he walked away with information learning from a seventh grader that he continued to talk about over the weekend with people saying, hey, I learned this at the science fair. But you'll be amazed at what um, these kids come up with on their own and the work and the hard work that they put into um the steps and the hypothesis and the abstract and the conclusion and if it doesn't conclude the way that they want it to kind of redoing that the next year to figure out how to better um, their results and so yeah you'll be amazed at what these um, junior high and high school kids can come up with
2: wow now flashing back to my scout days with the pinewood derby or even homework you know parents like to put their fingers in there in fact uh Last week and I saw my, my grandson had put together one of those little fold-out foam core things about Canada, mm-hmm. and it was just—it was a mess. It, it was horribly spelled, and crayons were everywhere, but I realized how proud my son was, and I was too, because he did it on his own. Right. I, you can tell when the parents— so, are the parents kind of in on this one too, or is there are there stop gaps in place to make sure?
0: I mean, I can speak from my experience of uh-huh. going through this science fair when I was in high school, and the help and support of my parents, making sure that I had my foam board whenever I needed it, whether that was the late night trip to Walmart when I forgot I needed it, or um, <laughs> let's do tomorrow,
2: folks. Yeah, I mean, picking I mean, me
0: up, picking me up late at school after staying. Um, late to work on the project and working with my teachers. Connor ISD is one of our partners in this and their teachers and educators are a huge support to the kids and to the programs all together.
2: Cool. It sounds like science has been a part of your life then for a while.
0: It has, yes.
2: Nerd or geek?
0: Um, I like to say a combination of both. Uh, (laughs) Ah, a neek. (laughs) Yeah. Or a gerd. It it was definitely one of the being part of science fair. I learned a lot about what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. So
2: now how did you uh, get into EFTA? Did you just wake up one Tuesday morning and say, I want to be a program director for a nonprofit or?
0: Well, I've always, um, worked for nonprofits and I, my husband is an educator. My parents are, my father's an educator. And so it was kind of that. I loved that world. I loved, um, Working with high school kids, I love being able to kind of be a little step in their story along their life journey. And so it was kind of just a good combination to be able to um, give back and serve the community that I grew up in.
2: Awesome. Dick, do you want to volunteer for this? you want to be one of the uh, guinea pigs? I ain't got time for that. Are you, yeah. I, we are very busy and important. And
3: I get now, that. I've been looking into getting one of those robots that you can Skype from. And Skype from a robot? Yeah. It's like so you don't actually have to be there.
0: It's or like a, a s- virtual person, yeah, a virtual
3: person. I think that would freak <laughs> oh, so out the like, kids in this. So, in the conference room,
2: there's a robot and my face goes on it, and I'm like,
3: Yeah, and that's yeah. John the Muffin Stealer was actually a robot,
2: <laughs> really. See, that's what happens when technology runs amok, they steal muffins,
3: yeah, yeah. So, uh, early in the show, This she's know, probably like, What the hell, yeah,
2: rounding it up. So, rounding it up to the nearest integer, uh, uh, uh the, the odds of Skynet actually taking over the world, 50 percent, it's already happened, even there. odds,
0: yeah, it's. it's I feel it like it's already happening. Oh,
2: great. <laughs> See, because, you know, when I was your age, uh, you know, Judgment Day was like back then. Now they're, they're putting off another 100 years. So have you noticed in the Terminator movies, they keep on doing that? This Judgment Day, John Connor is going to be like 88 years old before it finally happens. He's going to be too old to lead the resistance.
3: You think John Connor is going to be at the Sci Tech Fair?
2: But no, what? because
3: he's a, he's a slacker.
2: Well, he's also part Terminator now.
3: That's right. No, yeah. they they, they got cool. rid of that. They got <laughs> they, rid of that. Actually, it's well, no ti- longer. Wait, canon. which
2: timeline are we in? Which one are we going with here?
3: Now, could a kid do that? Where he like, what, bring, has, like, has like the arm <laughs> at, at, at his at if, his. Uh, if they brought they, in a
2: Skynet microchip in and and an, an, arm, an arm, 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 would they get like an A plus for that just for originality?
0: I mean, if they created something and built something, they could definitely have it with them at the at their booth. I'm really interested. What's the to age see.
2: limit? Can we get in on this? Uh,
0: no. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Man, this is
3: ageist. I'm
2: too old. Maybe for the we time. could
0: start one for the older. Yeah, kids. yeah, get the, get that going for the 29th
3: annual. <laughs> well, that's one thing that's really neat about this event is the variety of projects. It's got to be and all over. I'm the really because, yeah. like, think about when last time you were in that participate, like, saw a science fair, and then when I saw a science fair, what technology has changed the way we do any of these projects? So that's why today, like I said, I would not be surprised. There's an arm somewhere around there. And then it's like, oh, this is the the basis of this technology.
2: The last science fair I took part in, I actually had transparencies. I was up at the the Kinko's all night long making transparencies. So it was before the days of PowerPoint. That's how old. Uh, how,
3: what was the last thing you did for a science uh, fair, Dick? I, I did the volcano and I also did the Starship Enterprise. We did something as a group. We did something about cigarettes and, uh, you know, your your filtering of your lungs and how it works and so we did like vacuums and we like vacuum cigarettes and we got in big trouble because we were lying cigarettes inside (laughs) the building and that was like we had to get like a special permit or something it was really funny because we did a video of it but then i I argued that the impact is really in person because you see it because we made it clear tubes and stuff and like that's like the impact of seeing instead of us filming it and putting on a video Re-loop or, or anything like that it was better to have somebody because we actually i got the judge to light the cigarette and i made a comment about every time you light a cigarette this is what goes into people's lungs and then your lungs and stuff like did that
2: you do a, you just took 10 minutes off your yeah. life did you do one of those things uh, so uh, currently let's let's get some details on this in case people are just like tuning in now or something so it's the 28th annual sci festival yes And it's happening this Friday. Yes. uh, Times.
0: So we have three different time slots. The Chevron Phillips Phillips Senior High Science Fair um, will go from about 730 in the morning to about 1130. And that's the judging time of we give you a judge training so that you're not kind of walking in blind, but you know kind of what to expect. And then there's the um, first round of the Energy Junior High Science Fair, and that'll be at 930 to about 1.00. And then the second round is 215 to 515, and that's the second round of the Energy Junior High Science Fair. So there's three different time slots that people can sign up for. If they want to do all three, they can sign up as an all-day judge.
2: Um, Will there be coffee and kolaches provided for them? Because that 7.30 a.m. thing is, you know, could be a deal-breaker. There will be
0: coffee, lunch, snacks. We've got you covered.
2: Awesome. And where is this happening?
0: So this is happening at the Lone Star Convention Center Mm -hmm. in on Airport Road. And um, that's where all of the activities will happen Friday. But then also on Saturday, we have a free community event at Lone Star. That's our expo day. And so. Cool.
2: So you have the, the, the kind of competition on Friday and then a full expo. on. And
0: then an expo day. Every elementary in um, Connor ISD and a couple private schools will have a booth with a science experiment that kids can come through and um, partake in those. But then also see some really cool robots built by all age kids watch a couple of competitions that are happening. And so that's just a free fun day on Saturday. And from it's free. To you 4. just
2: said, I was about to ask. Yes. That is my favorite color. All right. Yeah. So this is free people. So this is a, a two day event and you get different things on both days, Friday and Saturday, young mind shaping the world. I mean, this is not your, your Skippy's paper mache volcano. This is, stuff. This is hardcore stuff. And they started seven thirty in the morning. So, you know, it's hardcore uh, this this is great. Is there like a website people can go to with any information?
0: Yes. So people can go to um, our website. It's EFTA-ORG slash volunteer. And there's a spot where you can register for the SciTech judge. You'll pick judge volunteer and it'll take you to a link and it'll ask you for just information. You'll click which event you want to do and we'll send you some confirmation with details. Cool.
2: Any prerequisites to be a judge? Or? You
0: do not have to know anything about any of the science fields you're in yep the kids will teach you that so that's their part on um
2: that's great yeah people you need to sign up for this and and learn something about this because this is this is awesome i know i'm cracking jokes but seriously i I do believe dick that the children are our future and if we teach them well they will lead the way
3: i'm just waiting for those science people to skip the kids (laughs) we can just put them in tubes and they'll be adults (laughs)
2: Oh, that's, we need to do that music. Uh, right. Ziegler and Evans in the year 2525. Play
3: that Play that song. It's from the 60s. We don't have any more music breaks, man. We can do that tomorrow. Let's, let's, yeah, save it for tomorrow. We can do that tomorrow. Yeah, it's one of those really so overwrought Let's recap songs. because we're going to have to be ending this uh, interview right Aww. now, unfortunately. Where can people go to volunteer and see exactly what they're signing up for? Because I know they probably got confused because Skippy is like, I want to sign up to be a guinea pig. Can't do that. No, I want to sign you up to be a guinea pig. Uh, I just want to that. Well, you can't watch. sign up other people without their consent. How about that? I got your signature down, my young man. Okay, yeah, sure. So if you don't mind, let everyone know what's going on.
0: So Friday, February 2nd, we have the um, 28th Annual SciTech Expo Science Fairs, Junior and Senior High Science Fairs going on. And we um, are in need of judges to come and judge about 1,500 projects of senior and junior high students. And if you're interested in volunteering, we've got three different opportunities. You can go to EFTA-ORG slash volunteer and sign up as a volunteer judge, and we'll send you all the information, confirmations. We'll have food, snacks, lunch, um, and all the training that you need in order to be um, a great judge for these students.
2: Awesome. Gordon Coulter, thanks so much for being in here. Thank you. Making us smarter by the minute here.
3: Yeah, we're having a good time here on Morning's Lone Star. we got to sign out and take a quick... Sponsor break. Say thank you to those sponsors of us. Don't forget, if you just now joined us, we podcast every episode on iTunes and Google Play. And also that special interview we just had will be on YouTube. So subscribe to that channel. We'll uh, be back after this.
4: Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
5: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Creighton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe c or 936-266-7632.
3: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com.
1: Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936 756 1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order.
2: and we're back thanks for uh <laughs> listening to us as we deal with a slight technical issue i think i accidentally unplugged something but it's
0: 10 it happens every 50. day idiot i
3: it?
2: know i know it's 10:50 it's more ah. our final segment of the show great interview with miss Corinne Coulter, program director for efta the education for tomorrow's alliance i thought it was effed up i know it's not definitely not an effed up uh, interview <laughs> <laughs> she was really awesome to be with and uh, you know if you guys want to yeah, volunteer
3: in you uh, absolutely Let's keep throwing you under that bus I Amy mean,
2: but they are they're in serious need of some some volunteers like like lots of volunteers for judging and so go for it people help shape some young minds and make the world a better place uh, go to efta.org slash volunteer and learn about how you can volunteer and be a judge this weekend they'll have coffee and lunch and it's free even better. So, uh, hey, you know, there's a uh, uh, Canada, they, uh, last year. Where's that? Uh, north, of the darn Yankees. Okay. Uh, they're actually enforcing their own immigration laws because last year, uh, 13,000 people crossed the uh, Canadian border illegally
3: going into Canada. How do they know that number? They got a little a little guy. Like, do you extra. think it's 13 even? Exactly. It's probably 12,986. So, 12, yeah, I don't even like where the story's going already.
0: But
2: this is a funny thing because the, uh, um, you know, the the prime minister over there, uh, Justin Trudeau, he's actually enforcing his own immigration laws. And actually, they're not dissimilar to the current American administration laws. He's just not taking the heat because everybody loves Canadians. Hey. That's what Canadians do. They say, hey. I'm I'm looking at the headlines here. Um, Oh, so apparently an Illinois professor was filming students in the bathroom. I don't think you're supposed to do that.
3: That might be bad. How was he filming him? With a camera. Well, he's walking in and be like, who's in here?
2: <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, so he's a professor, uh, Jay Rosenstein or Rosenstein documentary filmmaker and a vocal opponent of the school's Native American sports mascot was arrested, but he was not charged with the crime after allegedly following and filming mem- members of a pro chief Illinois group. I guess that's the no, mascot into a bathroom. And, uh, wow, dude made, like, 120000 a year teaching. I'm in the wrong business. But, uh, yeah, if you got a camera don't follow people in the bathroom, that's the story we need to take away from that one. I just, I just thought I'd leave that out there.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: oh, there's something, like, the last two days I wanted to talk about, but keep on forgetting, have you heard about the straw law? No. In Sacramento, California. So there's this alderman who— is strongly pushing for this to become law and the way Canada usually votes will probably happen to where if you're a waiter or something and you offer someone a, a plastic straw and they don't ask for it, you can go up to jail for six months. I am not joking.
3: I think that's just a threat. Cause he says they're <laughs> they actually enforce that.
2: To, yeah. He says make it a crime because there are just so many straws that end up in that, that plastic Island in the ocean. And I agree that's a problem, but to actually throw you in jail, for six months No, this is the same state that just let that illegal immigrant, you know, let them go and then killed someone, then let them go again. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts about straws, Dick? Should we take a straw poll? <gasps> See what I did there, but yeah,
3: I guess, yeah, I guess we got to be wrapping this up. No, you're boring me, but you can bore me tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Oh, well, thank Luster? You. Thank you. Yeah, we uh. Okay. We had a good day today. Don't forget, we podcast this episode, so if you're just now tuning in and want to hear the rest of the news and everything we covered locally, don't forget today, 1 to 5, folks, Lone Star Convention Center. If you're looking for a job, there's a job fair going on over there. You need to get there to get a job. Uh, See you guys over there. I don't don't think they'll approve of my uh, Skype robot. You know why? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. I'd be all around. over that, yeah.
3: You'd be kind of funny. you put like the kick me sign on the back of it. And people <laughs> are like, oh, man. But uh, we are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, folks. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. And there's Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. And mm-hmm. then last, Centurion Wealth Advisors, building and preserving our wealth's client, uh, client's wealth and guiding them to achieve their financial goals. CenturionWA.net. Special thanks to those guys. And like I said, don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play for our podcasts. And then we YouTube all of our special interviews. And uh, cool. They're all special. They're all special. Just some of them, I think. I always choose. I don't, it's whatever. But <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow morning with more fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and things like that. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's about all I got. That's all I got, Dick. I'll see you in the morning. So until the memo's released, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Welcome to Breaking News. Oh, shoot.